everybody. Welcome to the Better Not Bitter podcast. I am your host, Maya Warren, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in. This is my first ever episode, and so I hope that in some way, shape, or form, you are blessed and encouraged. So today, I'm going to be talking about my heart behind the podcast and what kind of motivated me to start it and and things of that nature. But before we get into it, I'd like to ask you to please like this video and go ahead and subscribe. So I have two primary um, conditions and disabilities. Uh, One is vision, vision impairment as a result of ocular cutaneous albinism as well as chronic migraine disease. And through those two disabilities, I have learned quite a bit about what it means to persevere and what it means to be dependent on God. And as a result, I've found that you you tend to have to unlearn a lot of the thought processes that mainstream culture teaches you like self-sufficiency and and being a self-made man or being a self-made woman and as a as a christian you you really have to press into what christ um gives us as an identity as as um people of god and so today i kind of just want to talk about some things that I've learned and things that have helped me get through some hard times. So this passage right here, um, the first chapter of James, is one of those passages that has quickly become a life passage for me. And this is because not only is it applicable to circumstances such as disability, but it's applicable to anything that we face in life. Um, And so I have it up here and I'm going to read it for you guys. You can read along with me. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in, not lacking anything. Man, when I tell you suffering, especially in the physical sense, it has a way of humbling you, especially when you're constantly searching for ways to find relief. For me, with chronic migraines, I've tried um, so many things. With chronic migraines, there are five classes of medications. Um, I believe it's antidepressants, uh, anticonvulsants, CGRPs, Botox, and I forget what the fifth one is. But I've tried medications in all five classes. Of course, I've you know gotten prayer, and I believe that God can heal and that He is He's mighty and sovereign. But I've, tr- I've tried everything that I physically can try. You know, I've done essential oils. I've had various diet changes. And it wasn't until recently that 
I was in a pretty low moment in pain. Uh, I could not move. It was it was just a very debilitating moment. Um, and I, I was just kind of like at my wit's end. Like, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Like, I you put all these gifts and talents inside of me. And I feel like I can't even get up out of the bed, let alone fulfill the things that you've placed in my life. And I distinctly, <laughs> you know, God speaks to me in different ways. And um, I just felt impressed upon my heart, this phrase. Like, I have, I have two choices. Um, I can either let this disease cripple me and make me bitter, or I can allow my faith in Christ to strengthen me and allow me to become better. Um, and that's a hard pill to swallow, especially in the midst of suffering. I mean, who wants to hear like, you, you, you have two choices, become better or bitter. Like I was looking for, yeah, baby girl, I got your back. I'm about to, you just sit right there. I'm about to take it away from you now. I, you know, I would have loved that in that moment, but having gone through so much in my life, um, in that moment, I, w- I was just kind of like, okay, God, clearly you are sovereign. You know much more than I do. You, you are the God who not only sees in the present, but you've seen my before, my during, and my after. And you understand that where I am right now is not where I'll be in the future. Um, And so I I began to look at moments of pain, not just in disability, but in circumstances, in family situations, in academic situations, as opportunities to become better. And and it's hard. It's, It's like practice. It's kind of like working out. It's a muscle that you have to continuously work out. Um, you know, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's like in the word when, when, when it says we have to take every thought cap- captive, literally in those moments, we have to say, okay, this, 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 this is terrible. This is frustrating, but what am I going to do in this situation? I can either respond in a way that's going to make me bitter and ultimately add to um, my psychological, emotional, spiritual uh, status, and oftentimes bitterness contributes to physical manifestations, and that's not something that I want, and I'm not the type of person to be bitter. I forgive very quickly, and so I, uh, almost to a fault, and so that's something I didn't want to hold me back, so I've been on this journey of allowing God to make me better. And it has not been easy, you know, understanding that it's a process and it's a journey. It's not something that happens overnight, which is something that I'm still learning because I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I kind of like, I want to see results. I like concrete results, things that I can, you know, structure and grab a hold of, but having to depend on God and not see it yet has taught me to not only be patient but value uh, delayed gratification which this next verse second corinthians 
chapter 12, verse 9 through 10. Now, before I read this, I just want to preface this by saying this verse is something that's quoted often, but I think the way that it gets interpreted um, can do more harm than good in that we don't approach it with the goal to, um, how can I say it? We don't approach it with the mindset that God is in control. Therefore, if we see when someone see someone else who is suffering, we don't view their suffering in light of God is in control. We view it in light of okay, let's pray it away and not hear them out, build relationships so we can understand what they're going through, which ultimately is a more powerful expression of healing. I believe that God designed relationships um, so that it could bring uh, healing for us and to us. So I'm going to read this verse. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, Christ, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in trouble, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Praise God. First of all, I just want to say that I thank, I thank you, Lord, for being our strength when we are weak in whatever area of our lives. I thank you that you, you really show us just how good you are when we feel like we are at our lowest. Um, I think I put up an Instagram post maybe about a month ago, and I said something to the effect that right when we're, right when, right when we reach the point of contingency where we're, we're out of resources, where we're out of understanding, we're out of energy, we lack, we can't go any further, that's when God really meets us, and he begins to show us um, who he really is and just how sovereign he is. So one of the things that I do when I study the word is I like to um, delve into the word with commentaries. And I was reading this commentary on this passage by the Enduring Word commentary. Uh, I think it's written by David Guzik, if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> um, and I took some notes of some things that stood out to me. Um, and these are notes that stood out to me recently, but I also took notes in December when I was having a really bad migraine attack. Um, and something I like to do in the middle of a really bad attack is study the word. Um, this is because psychologically, for people who deal with disabilities, especially chronic migraine, something which is a neurological disease, one of the aspects of wellness that tends to be affected is um, your thinking. And so 
for me, being a Christian, a believer in Christ, a follower of Christ, the way that I I combat this is by trying to put in my mind the truth of God's word and putting in my mind worship so that his truth and what he says about me in that moment and um, the power of his presence and his word speaks louder than my pain. Because pain can speak loud, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, circumstantial, like it speaks loud. But I thank God that his His voice um, is so much more prevalent in our lives when we allow it to be. So here are some notes. God's grace is more than enough. I think about the times um, where I felt like I needed more um, or like I didn't have enough. I'm in college currently. I'm in my senior year and I'm about to, I'm about to graduate and there have been many a times where I felt like I was at the end of my rope like I didn't have the strength or the energy in me to to really put forth a genuine effort to complete assignments to even get out of bed to think as a result of the constant 24/7 fatigue of chronic migraines and it really just weighed down on me and I was like Lord I don't I don't have it I don't have it I don't have it and somehow some way God always in those moments came through and it's crazy I'm about to graduate, and over the course of four years, I look back and I see where God has met me every time. And I look at each day that he gives me strength to get up and do the things that I'm able to do. And it is literally only by his grace that I'm able to function. You know, people are like, oh, you're superwoman sometimes, and, and they say, this or that, like, oh, you have this going on, you do all this stuff, like, how can you do it? It's not me. It is Jesus Christ. It is the strength of God. You know, there's a song that says, you are my strength, strength like no other, strength like no other that reaches to me, literally. That's what he does for me. And so I I can't imagine um, life without his grace. My next point is desperation leads us to the only perspective that matters, which is God's perspective. And what I mean by desperation in terms of someone who's in relationship with the Lord is you get to a point where no other answer, no other solution is good enough. No other piece of information, no other resource can constitute or even come close to the presence and the perspective of God. The wisdom that we gain from his word and spending time from him, 
spending time with him in times of suffering, I would argue are some of the most precious moments um, that we could ever have. Like it's one thing to be on a mountaintop, but it's a whole nother level to experience what it means to be in relationship with the father when no one else is around and you're crying tears at night and you feel alone like you you have nowhere else to go you know it's a whole nother level of that and i have been in many situations um in physical pain emotional pain where i felt like i had no one else to reach out to because i felt like no one would understand and then I was reminded of the fact that I had a Heavenly Father that cares and that loves me and that I can go to Him with my tears. I can go to Him with my fears. I can go to Him with my brokenness and that He's there to not only hold me, but He's there to console me and comfort me and guide me on how to move forward. Sometimes, you know, you can find people to go to and they'll just be like, well, you need to do this, that, and the other. Well, sometimes you're not looking for unsolicited advice. I'm going to be 100. I'm going to keep it 1,000. You're not looking for unsolicited advice when you're going through things as a believer in Christ. What you're looking for is to be comforted. The desire to be comforted does not negate your faith. Actually, it, it, it further solidifies it because you know that comfort can only come from God. And sometimes God will place people in your life to be sources of divine comfort. Sometimes we can't get that anywhere but him. And in those moments, we really find out just how much he loves and he, and he cares for us. Now, this next point is a quote out of the actual commentary. And this, I felt this in my spirit, okay? I felt this in every bit of my spirit when I read this. There are two ways of relief. Removing and strengthening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that one more time. There are two ways of relief. Removing or strengthening. Do you know how many times... I have asked the Lord to take away migraines or how many times I asked the Lord um, to, to heal me of vision impairment, take that away from me. Too many. I, I, it got to the point where I stopped. And you know why I stopped? Because I realized that obviously there is more to the things that we go through than us just asking him to remove it. You know, sometimes he's just waiting on us to ask. Uh, he's waiting on us to request of him the ability to go through the things and be delivered through the things instead of de being delivered out of the things. Because it's much easier to ask to be delivered out of situations. But God knows that there is growth in being delivered through the storm, through the situations. And that's something I'm having to learn every single day. 
Man, and, and, and if you feel that, put an amen in the comment section. Okay, put an amen with praying hands or whatever you got to do in the comment section. Because I know I felt that. But another thing that I appreciate is that he may not remove it. But honey, he going to strengthen you. He's going to strengthen you. A lot of times, people make God out to be a ruthless dictator who does not care. No, he is an almighty God who is in control and is sovereign, and he cares about the well-being of his people and his creation. So much so that in the storm, baby, he will give you the capacity to withstand the wind and the waves. He will give you the strength to withstand all that comes in that moment and in that season, in that place and time. Because you were called for such a time as this. And I'm, I'm so glad that if he's not going to take it away, he's going to give me strength to endure it. So much so that it can only be him. I can't get credit for the strength that he gives. Because it's, it's a supernatural strength that only he can provide. And if only he can provide a guess who can only get the glory? God. Uh-huh. And the last point. We really don't believe God's grace is sufficient until we believe uh, that we are insufficient. Y'all, let me tell you something. When I read that, I felt convicted. And I wanted to shout at the same time. And this is for two reasons. One, that's a word. Two, I struggle on a personal level. I struggle with overcompensating. And this is what I mean. Um, for the majority of my life, whenever there's been obstacles that I've had to face as a result of disability, I have tried to power through I got this, you know, for the most part, I'll, I'll use accommodations, but if I can help it, I don't want to have to use accommodations, but I don't need to, because I, you know, for the longest time, I felt like I had to prove a point when it came to albinism that I could do things. Um, then God delivered me of that, but then along came migraines, and now I'm dealing with um, having to learn to just kind of fall back. You know, it's kind of like um, power cleans. I don't know if you know what a power clean is in, in uh, powerlifting. But when you bring up the barbell, you have to snap your wrist back. And this is to kind of relieve some pressure um, as you're carrying that weight. I'm learning to snap back. And allow myself to be dependent on God in ways that I've never had to be dependent on him before. And it is humbling and it forces me to die to myself. It forces me to die to my flesh and tap into community and, and trust people in, in ways that I've never had to trust them before. And actually press into relationships that God has placed in my life. Um... And 
I thank God for that. And at times it can be scary because I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. But I know that in the end, it's going to make me better. But something that I am aware of is that had it not been disability, it probably would have been something else more than likely. I'm sure like if you're in the audience, if you don't have a disability or if you do, I'm sure there's a circumstance or something that you're dealing with where you can think of how God has shown you that, okay, child, it's time to be dependent on me. I know you want to do it this way, but I'm trying to show you a better way. And I'm learning to lean into his better way. You know, as my grandmother would say that God has a plan, which is rich and mighty sweet. I'm learning to tap into that because I don't know it all. I, and I don't, I don't have it all figured out. I don't have all the energy and I don't have a t time of day to figure all that out. But I do know the Lord and I know that God is the only one <laughs> who is able to complete me and give me the strength to do the things that I need to do. And so learning to depend on him is not to my detriment, but it is for my betterment. I'm going to say that again. Learning to depend on God is not for, it is not to our detriment, but it is to our betterment. And I would argue that since the beginning of time, prior to the fall, that's how God designed things. And then there was the fall, and then we came into being self-sufficient and trying to be a self-made man and woman, and things fell apart. And now um, we're coming into the realization that we don't have it all together and we need him more than ever. And so my prayer has been to really just seek him and allow him to show me how to lean on him. Because, you know, flesh, you know, it'll tell you one thing, but I pray that my spirit would speak louder than my flesh. So those are two passages that have really blessed me in this season and when it comes to this podcast and the theme of becoming better and not bitter I have seen and I've been through a lot even though I'm young not remixing a verse but I'm just being honest um but one thing I do know is that God is so good in that nothing that we go through is wasted as one of my friends would say and all things that you know all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose and so throughout the course of this podcast I'm gonna have special guests um to talk about things like disability and life's challenges Things like mental health um, and physical activity, all a wide range of things with the theme of becoming better and not bitter. Because ultimately, I believe that is what God wants for us is to allow whatever it is that we go through and the opportunities that we encounter to um, shape us with the lens of his perspective but to shape us for the future so that we come out of each situation better 
and not bitter. And I just thank God um, for allowing me to be in a space and place to create. This has been in my spirit for quite some time. I put it off for four months uh, for several reasons. A couple reasons being I needed the resources. Another reason being I wasn't sure of how to move forward, but I believe that there's going to be some good fruit to come from it. And I pray that you are blessed with each and every episode. And with that being said, I love you. God loves you too. Remember to be better in it through Christ. Be blessed.